Welcome to the Fantasy Addict Dynasty Podcast with your hosts, Andrew Amore and Frank Sicalese. Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Addicts podcast. I'm on with Frank, Shalim, and Jack today. It's been a while. Um, I'll let Frank introduce himself and explain why it's been a while. Uh, well, yeah, the reason why it's been a while is because Andrew's just been taking a long time to edit the podcast, uh, organize the boys, um, and get everything sorted. No, I, am, I do apologize, boys. That has been uh, my fault. I've been very busy, um, but that's mostly just an excuse. Need to be better. Um, need to be better at getting this uh, all organised. It's always good to be chatting to you guys. Charliam, Jack, how are we? Uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm sweet as. Um, uh, I'm pretty angry at Frank that he's decided to grow up on us and get a full-time job. Um, but, yeah, hopefully as soon as this takes off, he'll quit that and he'll be more committed. But, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, life, I don't know who the hell I think I am. Yeah. He's, he's a small-minded person. Um, oh, I'm doing sweet. Missing football more than ever. It's, um, it's only, what, three or four months away now? It'll, it'll sneak up, won't it? Um, but, yeah, it's peak off-season season. Yeah, I can't, I, I can't be, like, imagine not thinking fantasy is not your full-time job, having an actual full-time job. It's kind of sad to think about. Uh, but I'm good. I'm ready to get into it. Uh, it's been too long. Um, we've been working on a lot of stuff behind the scenes, especially me. I haven't been doing nothing, just been in bed. Uh, but uh, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get started. Yeah, that's it. Right. We might as well uh, get stuck straight into the news then, if everyone's ready. Let's do it. Um, some of the big news has happened more recently in the last week. Uh, Super Bowl MVP, Cooper Cup. Um, apparently, he's made uh, good progress for his new contract extension at the Rams. I don't imagine he'll be anywhere else, but I think it would, uh, wouldn't would surprise me if he's earning well over $20 million. He's going to get a massive deal. Um, one of the best players in the NFL. I think he deserves every penny. Um, I definitely think that, uh, and it's been confirmed by Pete Carroll and Chris Carson himself as well, he doesn't really have a timeline for coming back. Um, they're going to play it safe with his neck injury. I uh, don't know if he'll see the field, but I think the second he sees the field, guys, and he gets about five carries, and then uh, Kenneth Walker has a down week, definitely the time to trade for him off Matt because he will tilt in a second. So I'm going to be uh, keeping close tabs on that one personally. But what uh, about Rashad Penny? You, know, you mean one-year deal Rashad Penny off the roster next year? He's the man, Frank. No, but, Maybe he's um, just good. Maybe he's just good. You're not wrong. <laughs> no, I don't know how that Seattle situation will uh, play itself out. But anyway, continue on with the news unless someone else has a Seattle yeah. take. Yeah, so now we've got, uh, you know, we're in peak off-season here. So you've got beat reporters coming out, the likes of, you know, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling apparently showing a really strong connection with Pat Mahomes. So he's basically better than Tyreek Hill at this point, if the uh, beat reporters are right. Um, speaking of Tyreek Hill, did anyone else see the comments he made uh, during the week? Personally, sacrilegious. 
Um, you just really shows that the off-season hype train is uh, a different beast considering what he just said. Charlie, I reckon you heard what he saw, what he said. Definitely, definitely heard what he said. That was, uh, was a, you know, it's it's just a big, big hype hype because you know, um, he was making a, he's got his own podcast, so he's uh he's trying to hype his own podcast up and he tried to like put it out, put out a little preview of it so people would watch. Um, but it's definitely none of it's true. If we're talking about the same thing about how they were trying to give him less targets because of. Uh, they were going to get rid of him at the end of the year. If, um, I, I don't even know if the podcast is out yet, but if it is, I'm pretty sure it's got. It was just like a clickbait type of thing. Um, but it, it was it was pretty funny for him to even like have that idea in his head because it it's de- it definitely wasn't. He's definitely like the most targeted, like top five targeted wide receivers in the league. Yeah, they crazy. don't just let anyone make a podcast, am I right, boys? They don't just they don't just hand those out. And then uh, he also said as well, he also said accuracy-wise, he would take two hour over Pat Mahomes. Unbelievable. So, Charlene, what, what you're saying is he's saying outlandish, um, wild stuff to so viewers will listen to the podcast. Sounds like us. Um, so just on that, Frank, I'd like you to clip the, the wild things I'm about to say. Um, no, no. That, that being Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the, in the league. Um, the the jumbo jets are going to the Super Bowl, and Frank Sicklese is a good bloke. Yeah, these are all very true statements. I reckon that's these, exactly. These right. are all wild, and you shouldn't believe them. But clip it. Especially that last one. Especially the last one. Now, and uh, last little bit of news. I actually want to get stuck into here. So, oh, sorry. There's two things I've just seen here. So you've got Seahawks wide receiver DK Metcalf is not present a uh, present at mandatory minicamp. Um, contract talks uh, haven't basically gone anywhere. So he's saying he's going to continue to rehab his injury in Los Angeles as opposed to going out to Seattle. So something to keep your eye on. And then we also had Rams running back Kyron Williams. He's dealing with a broken foot. So he's probably going to miss the start of the NFL season. And it's really going to severely impact his camp, um, especially as a rookie leading up to a new season. It's going to make it tough for him to carve out a role. Um, considering the draft capital and now the injury. Uh, I think that's, that's uh, stocks guy. up for Cam Akers. Am I right, people? That's my guy, Kyron Williams. Come on, man. He can't catch a break. He can't catch a break. He's not he good. <laughs> um, talking about the Rams, just back to that first thing, Cooper Cup. Um, if, if he's going to get a five-year deal um, and you're doing a dynasty startup draft, he has to go up your, your rankings. I don't know how high he is already. I understand he's 28 years old, but 28-year-old wide receiver is getting paid 20 mil for the next five years. Like, that's that's almost better than taking one of the rookies, like taking Drake London, almost. Like you can make an argument for it. So Yeah, I think, I think it, as long as he's tied to Matt Stafford now, I think as long as those yep. two are in LA, you're going to have a top 10 at the minimum wide receiver, if not more. You know, kind of what exactly. you had with... Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, you just knew it was money every single week. Yeah, it's definitely better than Drake London because Drake London sucks. But, um, yeah, def- definitely. You are going to die on that hill, Jack. Yeah, and he's going to die One on everyone hill. else's fantasy roster. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, Cooper Cup. Or what, what do we need to say? Good player, good team, good quarterback, good investment. Yeah, but no one's getting him off Dylan. Like, good luck. Yeah. I know, yeah. Imagine, imagine trading them. Are you okay, Andrew? 
Why? What's wrong with me? I think well, he been... ma- Cooper Cup did change teams in the off season of our league, Uh-oh. mate. Oh, and he's in this. And he's in this call sarcastic. right now. Won't you? Will you be sarcastic? No, I actually forgot about that. I trade. think that's I what was... Andy meant. Good luck. Good luck getting him off Lawrence because he doesn't have him on his squad. <laughs> I was. Um, I'm too busy just uh, gloating over the win in my off season. I don't really, mm. don't really care what you lose. Do. He um, hasn't really been paying attention at all. He's trying to figure out he how to really spend should. his money. He really should. But no, yeah, he's on, um, he's on my team, can you hand over Cooper Cup or or nah? no? I'm all right, man. I'm all good. <laughs> um, just on the trades, have we talked about the Trey Lance trade that uh, happened while we we're away? We haven't. Let's go over we're, our, while we're away. Yeah, our, our um, dynasty league trades. Yeah, you picked me to it here, Jack. All right, I was getting there. I've literally got them up on the screen right now. There's no need to do <laughs> Sorry, a buddy. that. All right. I'm yeah. trying to take over the hosting job as soon as you yeah, it seems like for, it. Your, for your second full-time job. <laughs> the, um, so the first trade that's uh, happened uh, in the meantime, so like Jack said, Trey Lance was involved. So it uh, is yours truly. Jack Burgess has acquired Trey Lance at a 2025 third-round pick. Gee, that's a long way away. Uh, for Desmond Ritter, Kenny Pickett, and a 2024 first-round pick. So I suppose if you you know equate you know Kenny Pickett with a first round pick in our twenty two draft, so he's gotten two first round picks and Desmond Ritter for Trey Lance and a third. It's a good price tag for Trey Lance personally. That's how I see it. I think that's not a bad price to pay for such a young quarterback, which has such a large upside. Obviously, there's some risk involved. He hasn't started. A, he hasn't. Well, he started one game in the NFL. He's not officially a starter in San Francisco yet. Um, I imagine that's just a matter of time. I would have thought. But uh, definitely a good move. I, th- I like it, Burjo. Anyone else uh, feel differently? Because I know Burjo's obviously going to be happy with it. We don't need to hear, hear from him. I was wrong. You, don't, you, won't, you won't hear me say this much, but Burjo, you won that trade by a landslide. Hey, um, if, mate, if Charlene's backed me up, I, I've, no, I've made a good trade. Thank you, Charlene. Uh, like, uh, even though Desmond Ritter, I guess he could be something. He's a late-round quarterback pick, and they've got a, they're going to have a high draft pick next year, so... Uh, it's going to be tough for him to make make something of himself in the league before they even get to next year. Maybe halfway through the season, they just bench Mariota, see what they've got in him. And then if he's awesome, he's awesome, which I highly doubt. Um, and then you got Kenny Pickett, which I think um, Burjo knows how much he loved him. And to turn those two into uh, Trey Lance, who, in my opinion... The worst case scenario, he's Jalen Hurts, who is an amazing fantasy quarterback. Um, but if he's as bad as he is on the field, he's still going to score you heaps of fantasy points. He's he's just so much better. He's actually starting. Like, he's actually starting this year. So, like, to just be able to see already instead of just sitting on two quarterbacks you have no idea, who, ha- who don't really have high dra- draft capital anyway, um, it's just I just don't see I I don't really see the side from that. Um, but that's just me personally. Hey, Charlene gets it. Why did Matt do this? I, I don't know. Well, I think you'd have to be a believer in Kenny Pickett, and then you feel like I feel like Desmond Ritter's a throw in. I think you're being far too optimistic if you think that he can even see the field this year. I think like how bad does Mariota have to be for them to put Desmond Ritter in, and then not to mention. How good does Desmond Ritter have to be to not be replaced next year? Yeah, like, he but, has to but, be so good 
for them to not exactly. draft another quarterback that's going to be a first-round pick. How, he doesn't even have anything around him to be good. So even if he is, like, I don't know, the best thing ever, how is he even going to show that off? He's got nothing. I think he, Pat. I think he's got he's got Drake London, which we all love on this podcast. But I think I think Cole Pitts gets forgotten about far too much. Like he's fucking really good. Um, yeah, obviously he's not going to have a lot of time in that pocket. But um, Virgil, like, you want to bet me Mark Andrews versus Cole Pitts? So I'll I'll do that. No, Fuck, you don't all... want to do that. I... Cole Pitts sucks. I'm off him. Overrated. Overrated. No, take Andrew. He's just not. He's just not as good as what Mark Andrews is going to be for fans. Can I take Kyle Pitts versus Mark Andrews next year? Yeah, you can have it whenever. Like that's yeah. what I'm saying. I I think Kyle Pitts Kyle will be better than Mark Andrews. I think he's going to be the best wow. in, in the NFL probably next, next year. year. Is this next a hot year, take? He'll be the best in the NFL. Yeah, this I agree. is a hot take. This is this is a very hot take. Okay. Really, Andrew? You don't? You think he's overrated? Not overrated, but his situation is like you aren't taking in how bad the Falcons are. Yeah, yeah, but you're not taking in that he had a thousand yards as a rookie tight end with yeah, the corpse of Matt Ryan end? and like no offensive line. You also said he's not good. <laughs> like for, <laughs> no, for fantasy. Oh, yeah, okay. No, nah, it'll be good. Saying. Don't you worry. I borderline top okay. five tight end. This, this year. is a this. We're never gonna um figure out like when the end of this bet will happen. But I'll bet you he has a better fantasy career than Mark Andrews. That's a good one. Yeah, we're gonna have to wait a few I mean, years for that one. We're gonna have, 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 have to wait really long to get that bet going. But um, I'd definitely take that bet. Yeah, put it on the board, Frank. Put it Mark on the Andrews. board. Put it on the board. We need to start a board because there's too many that we forget about. We actually should be getting the board. Anyway, well, yeah, I've I've. Made a bet for 2025, Kadarius Tony fantasy points. So I'm going to have to <laughs> yeah. that one. <laughs> no, move on, move on. No, that's it. That's a dumb bet. Anyway. The... No, it's not. <laughs> no, no, you're right. It's a dumb bet from the person you're betting against. Oh, thank you. That was... oh, Just for the for the listeners, I've bet someone that uh, Kadarius Tony will average more than 3.5 fantasy points per game in 2025. <laughs> so he what? literally he has to be either out of the NFL playing like with a, a broken leg wide receiver in the team. Or, yeah. Yeah. He's he's gonna be Greg Jennings with with a broken leg putting the team on his back. <laughs> um yeah, well so I've just made a little investment, so I've got fifty dollars coming my way in three years. That's nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna be really <laughs> happy awesome. for you when that comes through. Uh then the next trade that's happened in our league, uh, Charlene, addicted to the trade. Uh, he just doesn't stop. So he's actually sent Elijah Moore, wide receiver for the New York Jets. Must be a little bit scared of Garrett Wilson here. Khalil Herbert and Trey McBride. And in return, he's gotten Jameis Winston, Hunter Henry, Russell Gage, KJ Osmond, a fourth round pick in 2024 and a second round pick in 2025. Uh, personally, I don't know. You got flamed in the chat here, Charlam. I yeah. don't hate it that much. No, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I, I like Jameis Hunter Henry's um, an average tight end. You don't really need him because you got George Kittle. Russell Gage might give you a week. KJ Obs Osborne is like an Adam Thielen injury away from being relevant. You get a couple extra draft picks. 
But I think the issue is that we're all seeing is that you've sent away Elijah Moore. Um, I'd like to put in a, a quick defence for Charlotte. Um, I, the first thing I'm going to talk about is the 25 second. In 2025, that's from Matt Barber. I don't think Matt Barber is ever going to be good. Yes, that's pick nine like, right I, there. I can't, I can't see a world where Matt's good. Like That is probably going to be a nice pick where what was what was Elijah Moore when the in his rookie draft? He was around like pick ten or twelve. I think I took him in another league. Yeah. I think I took him yeah. at like pick thirteen. Exactly. And then with the pieces Charlene gave up, Khalil Herbert and Trey McBride are nobodies. And uh, well no Trey McBride isn't nobody. Fuck you. Um to get back <laughs> to get back what he got back. I fucking love Jamers. Um, and then young players like Osborne and then established players like Henry and Gage. Like, he's... I like it, Vim. Yeah, I, I think we want to be too quick to flame him, but it's just funny. Yeah. No, I like it. Well, um, I'll flame him. Um, <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> you, you gave up on Eli Moore a bit, a bit uh, quickly for mine. Um, I think he'll be fine with Garrett Wilson. Um, and I think Khalil Herbert could be uh, really good in Chicago. And I just think you you've, you've uh, haven't really got much in return. You've got Jameis and the other assets are pretty much useless in my eyes. But if you're in on Jameis, it's a fine trade. Yeah, that's, that's the that's thing. Fine. I hate to be the guy that's in on Jameis. Like, I don't want to be known as the guy that's like, yeah, Jameis Winston's the man. Like, that's not who I want to be. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's the man. I'm just, I did not have a third quarterback. Like, I didn't. There's, I don't have one. I have Sam Darnold, and then that's it. And thank God I had him because I just picked him up off the waiver. So I needed a quarterback. And I didn't know how many other people would give me a quarterback that has the same upside that Jameis has um, for what I gave up. And I, I know I gave up on Eli more early, but I'm not going to have my team that's going, that's going into win now wait for a guy like him and wonder, oh, he could be good, he could be bad, he could be all right. So I I just went and I just got a quarterback who I can slot in if something happens to Joe, something happens to Rogers, and on their bye weeks. And then I got Russell Gage, who is in a top five offense in the NFL, who's going to be the wide receiver too for Tom Brady for the first six weeks, probably. Uh, and then even when... um. Uh, the wide receiver core gets fully healthy. He's still going to be a, a fa- fairly good part of it. Like he's just going to, he's just going to be there for me. And he's not starting or anything. He's on my bench. Gives me great depth instead of be, be like wondering on Eli Moore, who I do think is a great player. I didn't want to get rid of him, but I don't think Zach Wilson is anything. And if if they do end up being a great offense in the future, I'm happy for him to be a great wide receiver too five years from now, three years from now, I don't know. I just, I am not in on that Jets offense just because it's the Jets and I don't think Zach Wilson's anything special. So that's why I did what I did. And then Trey McBride was a fourth round pick and Khalil Herbert was, he, I don't know when you can get him, you can get him. You can, I could go trade for him right, right back right now. Like he's not, not hard. He's not anything special. You can just, he's just a nothing. So uh, KJ Osborne has a, has a way where he could be the wide receiver too. Adam Thielen's not going to play a full season. 
So I just want to oh, take a shot okay. Now there's no need to say that. Oh, Charlie's upset. So, Frank about one of his players. Yeah, um, he's played his career. He's played 16 <laughs> games, 16 games, 16, 16, 16. He then played 10 in 2019, 15 in 2020, and 13 in 2021. The slam oh, is just not getting necessary. old. I know. It's not needed. He, he, he's hit all those games that he's played already? Damn. It's a lot, That's of, games. A lot of games. Yeah, he's so jerk. <laughs> um, I'd like to point out the, the thing that Charlene said before about not trusting Zach Wilson and not trusting the Jets' offense. That's the biggest part that's not getting talked about. It's the fucking Jets, man. Like, yeah. not good. Elijah Moore can be as good as he fucking wants. But when was the last time there was a relevant Jets receiver? I don't, Would have been, I don't what, know. Brandon Marshall? Eric Decker? Eric Decker. Yeah. yeah. And that's why, that, that's the biggest reason is because I don't want to take a chance where, in my eyes, it's like 65 to 70% chance that they're not going to be good. Yeah, exactly. And if they have an Eric Decker, it's going to be fucking Garrett Wilson. It's not going to be Elijah Moore. Yeah, so uh, as much as Joe loves the Jumbo Jets, I just don't I don't want anything to do with them. <laughs> no, that's that's why I, I wish he was here right now to defend. But I knew that I, didn't, I wasn't going to win the trade. I, the only way I would win is if he gave me a first in 2024, 2025, which I was trying so hard to, but he, he just wouldn't budge. And so I just had to lose the trade just so I could get the stuff that I needed for my team this year. So that's that's pretty much why I did the trade. It wasn't – I didn't do the trade to win. Like, I wanted to try and win the trade to get some dra- draft capital for when my guys are old. But uh, the best I could do was get a second. And that's why I knew as soon as the trade went through, I knew I didn't win the trade. But I just – there were holes in my team that needed to get plugged in, and I plugged in. So. No, that's yeah, it. I, I don't blame you there, Charlene. Fair enough. I think what we're going to do now is we're going to get into the crux of this episode, and we're actually going to talk about our winners and losers of the offseason so far. We are going to start with this episode. We're going to go with our winner and losers at the quarterback position. So we're basically just going to rotate this around. Each of us are going to give our winner, and then after that, each of us are going to give our loser. We're going to give a few reasons, have a bit of debate, go back and forth. Maybe we'll have some players we disagree on, but uh, we'll leave it to the listeners at home to make their own decisions as well. I'm going to start with you, Andrew. Who's your quarterback winner of the offseason so far? Um, my quarterback winner of the offseason is Derek Carr. Um, now, not a real inspiring name. He's not going to win you uh, fantasy championships, Frank, but he's just Mr. Reliable, Mr. Underrated, Mr. Undervalued, I don't know, whatever you want to call him. <clears throat> you know, he's QB 14 the past two years. So that's probably what you're going to get. But he did that with only having 23 touchdowns. And Frank, I don't know if you've, you've heard the news. Devontae Adams. Adam Waller's back? Um, yeah, I did, I did hear that news. <laughs> well, yeah, Waller's back. Renfro got paid. Uncle Renfro uh, is still what, though? Uh-oh. <laughs> Devontae Adams I heard Josh is Jacobs there. is back with the team as well. I don't know. I think nah, they've got a few good weapons. Josh back. Jacobs, Frank. He's, <laughs> he's done. But, um, yeah, Devontae Adams uh, got paid and is... Las Vegas Raider. So um, they've been calling him the Las Vegas Air Raiders. They're just going to chuck it. Derek Carr is the man. Um, so he's only 31. And listen to this, Frank. I'm listening. I'm listen here. To these numbers 11, 18, 13, 10, 12. They're um, Devonta Adams' touchdowns the last five seasons. 
So if you add 10 onto 23, what does that get you? 33 touchdowns. Derek that's, Carr. that's definitely how stats work when they add a wide um, receiver to the, the room. That's how that works. You're right, Andrew. The maths adds up I'm just saying. You can't argue upside. with numbers. No, I'm agreeing with you, Andrew. Don't worry. Also, if we're believing Devontae Adams, Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers are the same player. So those touchdown numbers are pretty reliable. Exactly. Yeah, we can uh, believe exactly. that. I was, I was just getting to that too. Basically the same talent and skill level, uh, Derek Carr. But, you know, even wow. it, no, that's just what Devontae said. Charlene, this is the joke. Uh, yeah, my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah Charlene, come on, switch on, um, buddy. Yeah, so he's got six games against Russ Wilson, Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert. Um, so it's going to be shootouts in that division. <clears throat> Josh McDaniels is an upgraded head coach. I just think Derek Carr, he's pretty cheap out there. He's going to be borderline QB1. And, um, yeah, I just I just really think he won the offseason and it's going to be good for a while. I do um, just want to plug myself here. So that, that one of those games uh, that they're playing the Broncos, I'm actually going to be there in Denver at a mile high stadium. So yeah, can't wait for so Derek Carr to throw like three interceptions there, uh, score a total of about five fantasy points. It's going to be awesome. I really can't wait for that, Andrew. Make sure um, all the fans are there lined up to see see you. Um, I know we've got a meet and greet happening at that game. I want <laughs> yeah. to see you all there, guys. Um, so, exactly. Uh, you boys actually going to Colorado. No, it's just yeah, me, me and the missus. Yeah, but I'm going. Third wheeling. Yeah, come on. You're more than welcome. Frank doesn't know. He doesn't know yet. That's know. it. Now, I get that Derek Carr is like a good quarterback and now he's got elite weapons. But is that just going to make us ignore the fact that he's just been pretty pedestrian and the Raiders have like looked like they're trying to replace him for the last five years? I know they've got a new coaching staff in and they could really, you know, put a good spin on the the new offense and make them, you know, a bit more high powered. But I just think he doesn't have that elite ceiling that you, I don't know, I suppose you are going to get a mid, a meddling QB1, like a QB1, QB2. So I guess you get what you pay for, but I don't think he has that elite ceiling like Andrew might be alluding to. Does anyone else agree with that? Um, nah, maybe not elite, but he's got that top. Maybe six, eight ceiling. Like I, I don't know. I think he's very, very safe. Like, and any sort of winning roster can win with him. Like yeah, Frank. I'm not. I'm not. You know, telling you he's gonna win your fantasy title by himself. He's a he's a three condom place. But like, if you if you like sex with condoms, get uh get Derek Carr into your fantasy. <laughs> Exactly right. yeah. The best he's, thing he's, I've he's, ever heard. He's not going to let you down, Frank. He just he's will not, not let, you, let down. you down. He's not. I like that. Hey, Charlie, and clip that. <laughs> that is clipped. On um, that, we have nothing else to say about Derek Carr other than what. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I, don't, I, I completely it. forgot what I'm going to say. That's um, it. Who's yeah. who's your winner at the quarterback position, Burjo? Uh, my winner at the quarterback position is Tord Tagovailoa. So, um, oh, gross. Yeah, walk us through this. You're going to need to convince us here because, you know, we're part of the Tua Sucks fan club here. So, you're going to have to so, convince us. I'm, I'm open. I'm open. So, just let walk us through it. I'm not all that sold on Tua either, right? But the Dolphins are really giving him a crack. So, they're giving him every opportunity that they can to let him be a winner. They've added 
key pieces to their offensive line, which sucked big doodle last year. Um, they added key names like Teron Armstead and fucking who else? Uh, some some other like role players that are going to improve their line. Um, they've added uh, a wide receiver. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. You know, I, is it Tariq Hill? Tyreek Hill? No, I never so heard of him. Oh, yeah, I think it's Tyreek. Sorry, Tyreek Hill. One oh, of the best I know that guy. Fast guy, right? right. Oh, right. Tyreek Hill. Yeah, right. Oh, Super Bowl winner. Right. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, so they added him, obviously, new new head coach. Um, off, used to be the offensive quarter, coordinator at the Niners. So he's obviously uh, – we know their offense, how creative it was, and that's stemming from him. Um, so offensively, he's going to look to take the piss this year. Added a lot of speed um, at wide receiver. So, if there's any way that Tua fails, it's on him. He has no excuses anymore. Um, yeah, what are, what are your boys' thoughts about that? Yeah, I think the addition yeah. of weapons is definitely going to help Tua, and especially with Tyreek Hill. Not only is he an awesome deep threat, but he does excel, you know, on those crossing routes that aren't as deep. You're not having to have Tua sort of throw the ball over the top where, or, you know, into like the better positions when you got bigger wide receivers. So like both Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, they're not your six foot five DK Metcalf, you know, big bodied AJ Brown type wide receivers. They're small, they're smaller, they're fast and they, they get open. I think they're both going to be awesome options for him. So I understand why he's a winner for you. I agree with everything you're saying. I just don't think he's, um. I just, you can have everything you want. But if you're just not good, you're just not good. I, I can't see him. Like, I think he, I actually think he's Jimmy G. Okay. I think he's Jimmy G. Like, he's not, I don't think he's, the only reason why I don't think he's going to ever be a good fantasy QB is because he doesn't really run when he can run. And then he's not a take risk type of quarterback, which is good because he's not really going to throw interceptions. But I don't think he's just, he's going to be making any big plays or doing anything like that. So I, I think he's going to be good NFL quarterback. Like they're going to win games and uh, they're going to, they're going to do enough to, to be a good team, especially in a division like that. Um, It makes it harder for him to score a lot of points because he not only has to go against the Bills, he has to go against uh, Bill Belichick. So it's not, so that's four games already in his schedule. And I, I just don't think he's going to be able to put up, uh, any huge type of numbers. I think Tyreek's going to be a top wide receiver because they're going to use him different ways. He'd probably play running back a little bit. They're going to use him like Debo. And then same as Jalen Waddle. And that's how they're going to score points because they're just good. Um, but I just, I don't believe he's he's a good at all. So for him yeah, to... Yeah, the only reason I think this can work is because Tua doesn't have to like do anything. He just has to get the ball out and not throw picks. Yeah, Tyreek yeah. and Jalen are just going to take the ball to the house. They're like some like 20-yard crossing route, and they just, yeah, turn it upfield for 70 yards. I can see it happening. And that's, he's, I, not that's throwing, he's, he's not throwing game. it to them on the run. Like, he's not, he's yeah, not, like he's, he's not catching. His air yards aren't going to be good or anything. No, but like, no I don't think so. Yeah, they're just yak machines, and they can, they can carry him to like a quarterback 15 finish. Like, I, I can see that. 
Yeah. I, I don't I don't see QB one type of thing with Tua. Well, I think I think his sort of flaw, or maybe maybe not flaw, but what you can expect out of him is to be the same as what Jimmy Garoppolo was last year. And Jimmy Garoppolo Garoppolo was the quarterback seventeen last year. So if if that's what you sort of want to expect out of him and maybe have the higher ceiling of maybe a a, a high QB two then that's something I'm happy to have from someone that's getting drafted at the spot to is getting drafted. Yeah, like if you're in a league like we're in where everyone just hates Tua, like go get him for, for something real cheap. Like, I don't know, would you rather Tua or Mac Jones, Sergio? Or I'd rather everyone personally. I'd take, I'd take Tua. Yeah, I was leaning towards Tua. Yeah, yeah. Joel's not going to be happy when he hears that. <laughs> that's his guy. I don't know, Tua or Kenny Pickett. Someone might be in on Kenny Pickett. Would you rather? Tua. Yeah, Tua. so you could, you could get a deal done there. the point here for Tua. Like, we, you, got, you two just shit on Tua, but... No, I'm saying, like, if you buy him low, I'm kind yeah. of in on him. If if you're looking at the options that are around, there's, like, he's the one with the upside. He, yeah, he's probably a safer pick than those guys, just because of the weapons he got. It's too bad you can't do that in our league because uh, Barbara's got him. Yeah, you're not getting him off him. He's the he's the resident uh, Miami Dolphins fan. There's no chance you're getting him off him. So I know we spoke about how Tua may not have that elite ceiling. So I want to just uh, bring up a name that does have an elite ceiling. Player we've actually seen have an elite ceiling and uh, did it justice last offseason. Um, and if you know this show well and if you know me, you know exactly who I'm going to be naming here. And it's Jalen Hurts. Um, did anyone else see the draft day trade where they added like a top five wide receiver in the entire NFL? Did anyone else see that? Fly Eagles fly, baby. That's what I'm saying, Andrew. So we had Jalen Hurts. He finished as the quarterback nine, missed two games with an ankle injury. So really he was like the quarterback. I think he was like the quarterback six or something like that in points per game. Um, and that was with him only throwing 16 touchdowns. In his defense, rushed for 10 touchdowns. I didn't actually think it was that many, so I had to look at the stats. That's actually absurd. So maybe he gets a little bit of touchdown regression. But with Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, and A.J. Brown now added into the fold, even even the most like conservative Jalen Hurts person in the entire NFL, do we think he's throwing more or less than 16 touchdowns? Yeah, probably more. You're exactly Just... right, Andrew. So giving up elite fantasy options, whether you think about whether he's good at football or not, it's not going to matter. We play fantasy football. He's going to be a a top five quarterback as long as he's healthy. I think that's like his floor is like at least top 10 because he just, because he's rushing ability. He rushed for 784 yards last season on 140 carries. Like I don't get me wrong. Even if that number comes down, passing numbers come up, he's still going to finish somewhere in that QB like he has legitimate quarterback one upside. There's not many yeah, players Frank, in the NFL I'm, that have quarterback one upside. I'm with that's you. what Jalen Hurts has got. Yeah, redraft Jalen Hurts to the roof. But um, beyond 2020, what are we up to? 2022, 2023. Like the Eagles fucking killed the draft. I, I, like we dominated, and we kept like first rounders next year. Like they can easily move on. Like if he's not good here. Like, this is it. You have to know that in Dynasty. Like, yeah. Do you know that, Frank? Yeah, no, I know that. But let's say let's say they underperform. 
do we still think they're going to make the playoffs, even if they underperform? He dragged the team to the playoffs last season. Do we reckon that's like they would have to be very poor for them to not make the playoffs, in my opinion? In that division, you're going to get two wins off the Giants. You're going to get, you might split a game with the Cowboys and you're going to get two wins from the Commanders. You're basically there. And then you're going to have a rookie quarterback. If they, if they try to move on from Jalen Hurts, regardless of how high you take the quarterback, there's going to be some growing pains. We think a rookie quarterback from day one is going to come in and give the Eagles a better chance of winning than what Jalen Hurts does from day one. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I'll even then have a, have a, have a take, but even then, if you say they take a quarterback next year or the year after for like that, you're given this guy a timeline of two, two, three years. And for a quarterback, that is fuck all like that's as much as that's as much as Matthew Stafford's got left for us. Like, I don't know. he, He could pick up a, starting job after that. But if he really sucks, why would you still like why would those teams pick him up? Um well he first of all, he was good last year. They went to the playoffs with him and they had no weapons around him. They had Dallas got it and they had a rookie Devonta Smith. Outside of that, there was nothing. There was no running game outside of Jalen Hurts. The running game sucked. Miles Sanders was no good. Jordan Howard's about 84 years old. And I didn't even know who Boston Scott was until this last season. But he's going to put up fantasy points regardless. So I think even if they were to move on, he finds another home elsewhere. He's still going to put up fantasy points because his rushing upside is just so high that he's going to have such a high baseline of points where he's still going to be useful um, for your fantasy teams for years to come until, though, until that rushing ability starts to de- deteriorate as he gets older. I think he's going to be a great quarterback. Um, in addition to this, during all the off-season, obviously off-season hype can get out of hand. But they've been saying that he's been killing it at training camp, saying that he's, you know, been incredibly accurate, that he's improved so drastically from this last off-season to this one. Um, and I think with having AJ Brown, he's not a receiver that needs to have the ball thrown pinpoint onto him. I think that he's a receiver that can go up, make contested catches. And I think that's going to bode well for Jalen Hurts, who may not be the most accurate passer, but has shown improvement from year one to year two. And hopefully you can see it again from year two to year three. I don't. I don't have much of a take on this. Uh, he's definitely a winner in the off season. Uh, he's going to be a good fantasy QB, whether um, you like watching it or not, because it is gross to watch. But um, it, you're completely right on the on the dynasty side of things. Um, in redraft, definitely get him. Get him everywhere. Uh, he's not going to be going very high because, like I said. You don't like to watch him, uh, but he's got AJ Brown. He's he's got he's got uh, Miles Sanders to <laughs> to run with because Miles Sanders is good. <clears throat> I can't believe you disrespected him before. I'm pretty sure uh, Miles Sanders averaged like six yards a carry or something. He just didn't get touchdowns because someone took them all, and now he's going to take them back. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just to get just to get back to what we're saying, um, he's going to be he's going to be he's going to be good. I I, I don't see. A world where he is top three, even though he were he you could have made an argument he could have done it last year. I just there's no there's no way in in my mind he can do it unless he runs for like so many yards and then gets even more touchdowns. Like that's the only way I can see it because I don't even with AJ Brown, uh, I I can't see him finishing top three, but he's gonna be top five, definitely top ten. 
So uh, you, you, uh, I got nothing to argue with for this year. He's yeah, he's definite, be, definite offseason winner. I just, I just, he's going to score points. It's just yeah, if if you're in a dynasty redraft, he's scary. But uh, and and yeah. if you want to be like Frank and you want to be Team Hurts, go for it. It's just something I just wouldn't want to do. This this yeah, is other see, quarterbacks. It's just safer with the, the same upside. Frank's doing the sex without the condom with Jalen Hurts. Definitely. Like, <laughs> Definitely, that's what he's doing. Frank like loves life on the edge. Yeah. <laughs> now, who's your quarterback winner, Charlene? This will be good. My quarterback winner. It sounds like I am being very biased because I just traded for him, but that just shows I definitely think he is one of the biggest winners in the offseason. It's Jameis Winston. Everyone loves some Jameis Winston in their lives. I don't see why you wouldn't want him this year either. He just, they just, they're getting back Mike Thomas, hopefully. I hope Who so. Knows? <laughs> oh, geez, don't get my hopes up. <laughs> but they get, like, he he's still a solid receiver. Even if he comes back and he's not even close to what he was, he's still going to be solid. Um, and then they've they added J- Jarvis Landry, and then they've drafted Chris Olave, who I know J- Andy doesn't like, but he's still going to bring something to that offense that they don't have. And then, obviously, he's got Alvin Kamara. And then on top of that, they play in a division where they get to play the Panthers twice and the Falcons twice. Uh, so that is just points galore, if you ask me. He's got the weapons now. Um, he doesn't have much to, to play against in that division, in that conference. He has to he has to verse the Bucs. Uh, that's okay. He's got – not only does he have safety when he's – on his checkdowns, he's got Mike Thomas and he's got Alvin Kamara. He can throw it over the top with Chris Olave. And then, you know, they still got my boy, who's not on my dynasty team anymore. But uh, I forgot his name. That's how much I love him. Uh, and then they, they have Deontay Harris for the over-the-top stuff as well. So, like, I, I don't see um, a world where uh, they're, they're not a top offense in the league. He's the only thing that's scary is his interceptions, which, you know, he's done it in the past. But even though he threw so many interceptions, he still scored points. So that's all that's all you that's what you want. You know, that's that's why I think Jameis is a winner this year. Does anyone disagree? Anyone agree? What do we think? Well, he's a winner because he's still at New Orleans. And like, you know, there was rumors of them going to get D wide or whatever. But um yeah they they uh he was on fire last year with no one like he had nobody and like this year he's got people and you saw when he's got like receivers like at the Bucks what was he like quarterback one like it was insane so yeah QB I mean, four I can, QB four yeah like yep. yeah no I'm with you with Jameis um yeah I don't know if you and uh, Frank have any takes Virgo but um yeah I'm in on Jameis. Yeah, if Jameis has any sort of longevity, like if he can hold on to this job, I think that he's going to be really good. He's going to be really good for fantasy because we've seen him do it on volume and we saw him, you know, what was it, 34 touchdowns, 34 interceptions, something along those lines. So we saw him do it with volume. And then the beginning of last season, we saw him at New Orleans do it on efficiency. We saw him, you know, I think he only threw the ball like 25 times a game as opposed to when he was at the Buccaneers, he was throwing it 40 plus times a game. So I think that we're seeing that James Winston can learn from his mistakes and he's shown that he's willing to develop as a quarterback and uh, make better decisions. Uh, it's going to be interesting because they've sort of 
they've you know they've told us that Michael Thomas is coming back. And they've added Chris Olave, who gives him a lot of speed on the outside. He's a crisp route runner. He's you know coming out of out of the draft. He's already a developed route runner. I don't think they're going to need to you know bring him up to speed in terms of being an NFL quality route runner, especially with um, speed that he's got off the line as well. He's going to be able to get open. I have no doubts. I don't know about you, Andrew. You didn't like him, but I think he's going to be a perfect fit for them. And then they've also got Jarvis Landry, who they've added um, in free agency. And then Alva Kamara is an incredibly good um, receiving back. So I think he's got good weapons around him. They've got a good offensive line. They've always been able to run the ball well, I think. will be interesting to see. Obviously, Sean Payton's not there anymore. But I think, you know, if the price tag for Jameis isn't that high, I feel like even in super, even in uh, super flex leagues, you can pay, you know, a nice second round pick to acquire Jameis. And I think that's a really low price. I mean, you know, you had to fork out a first round pick for Kenny Pickett. And James Winston's not that many years older. You know, he came into the league young. Um, he can still has years and years of production left in him. That's if he can hold down a job. If he falters in New Orleans here, it's going to be a really difficult road back for Jameis to be relevant. So much like Jalen Hurts as well, riskier pick, but then you're also not having to pay such a high price. So it's definitely worth it. Um, I think I think Jameis is a huge winner and a huge play to target. Um, in both the redraft and dynasty, um, because I think you you typically see with quarterbacks once they sort of hit their prime, their interceptions definitely they they tend to clean them up a bit, and that's always been the big worry with Jameis is how careless and reckless he is with the ball. You see it how he was in the first what seven games before he got injured at New Orleans last year. He only threw three interceptions, two of which coming in a game against Carolina. Um, so he threw what? If I'm just looking at the numbers here, Adam, he had something like 13 touchdowns. 13 touchdowns and three interceptions. That, like, obviously a more reduced capacity. Um, if he can go at that sort of same pace this this year in New Orleans, having added Chris Olave, I, I think he's... A fucking really good get. Yeah, no, nah, that's the biggest thing is you should people should go get him. He's very cheap, and I think that's the that's the biggest thing is uh, out of all these guys that we named, um, maybe Tua is the exception. Uh, he's cheap. He's so cheap to get, and his upside is through the roof because you've you've seen it before. You've seen him be a top five quarterback before, so you know that he's capable of doing it. It's just what kind of version you're going to get from him, if it's going to be the 30 interception, 30 touchdown one, or if it's going to be an efficient Jameis, which we've seen that too. So um, I'm, I'm very excited to see uh, what he does this year. Um, he's 28 years old. He's, he's, if he's good, if he can be good and he develops into the player that, you know, he got drafted to be, um, he's going to have an even longer career. So I'm, I'm excited. Uh, everyone should, be looking to go get him if you're struggling at QB. And I know that for me, as an Aaron Rodgers owner, um, when he's gone, which is not he's not far away, that uh, I'm looking at guys like a Jameis or something like that, some someone in his kind of boat that uh, is cheap, that I could take a shot on, and hopefully it, it pays out for me, you know? So, um, got to love Jameis. Got to love Mr. Krabs, you know? Well, you mentioned him, Charlie. You may as well segue into your off-season loser at the quarterback position. Yeah, uh, all right. I'll go yeah, again. Um, snake draft. Yeah. We're going to reverse the yeah, well, 
All right, no worries. Yeah, so my, I actually struggled a little bit to find a loser because I really didn't want to pick Aaron Rodgers because that's my guy. Um, but it's pretty obvious why he's a loser this off season. It's just because he lost um, arguably the best wide receiver in the league. Um, and then they've drafted Christian Watson to replace him pretty much. He also lost MVS, uh, who... You know, he's not the greatest player. He's not the best wide receiver. It's not kind of uh, a, a huge loss. But for for someone who's been, for the last two years, top five QB with the same weapons, um, to lose two of them, uh, it's huge. So uh, if Christian Watson is awesome, that that's kind of the only way he's going to – that's the only way he's going to um, – get back to what what he's been for the last few years. He also doesn't have motivation of um, trying to get a new contract or um, having a quarterback drafted in the first round to replace him anymore. I don't know how big a deal is. I know I know Ben Serple thinks that that's the reason why he's been awesome the last few years. So if that if Ben is uh, Ben's right about that, then um, I'm not excited. So uh, we'll, we'll see what what he does. He also added Sammy Watkins, which week one, Aaron Rodgers is going to be awesome because week one, Sammy's great. Uh, but there's not a lot of pieces that they've just acquired that excites me. Um, and then, you know, they've got a great, probably top two, three running back duo in the league with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Like, I don't see why they don't just pound the rock, you know. So that's he's on my team. He scares me a little bit. I think he's still safe. He's not going to throw me interceptions. I just can't see him throwing five touchdowns, you know, uh, in a game like he he has been in the last few years, which is why I think he's he's the loser. Does does anyone disagree or agree? Yeah, and he's thirty eight too. Like that's that's fucking old. Like that's getting up there. Um, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like their defense. I don't know if you mentioned the defense, like arguably the best defense in football. Like, they could just be the, the running back and win games of the defense in the running back. So, um, like, Rodgers is still going to be quarterback one probably, but, you know, this this um, MVP shit that he's been doing, I, I can't see it happening much longer. So, Joe Frank? Yeah, I think that he's still going to be good. He's still an elite quarterback. Even when we've seen uh, his weapons not be there, he's still been able to put up – Tremendous fantasy points. I think Aaron Jones still being there is probably a really big winner. Um, I think that he's going to be able to take on a lot more receiving work. Same with AJ Dillon. They both catch balls as well. Um, he's got his tight end returning from his knee injury as well, uh, Robert Tonyan. So I think that's going to be helpful as well. But I think you can't replace, uh, you know, a talent like Devontae Adams. And even, you know, we all like to make fun of MVS and about how many drops he's had and he doesn't get open and he's a one-trick pony. But I think um, he's gonna the un, that's the loss of him is also gonna be very underrated as well. So I think he does have a bit of a downgrade. I don't think he's got that quarterback one upside that he you know has most years. I think Aaron Rodgers. You, you look at Aaron Rodgers, you think best one of the best quarterbacks in the entire NFL. Um, incredible fantasies. Always gonna have that high ceiling. But I don't don't think that elite elite ceiling's there for him anymore. Sadly. Um, I. I think, oh, I don't know. I'm sick of fucking Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I don't get any entertainment out of watching the Packers. So if, look, if Aaron Rodgers is getting older and losing players, it's, it makes me happy. And it makes me happy that I'm going to hear a lot 
less out of Ben Serpel. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We know the player who he is, losing a weapon. Like he, he was never a, a unbelievable fantasy quarterback because he doesn't have the, the rushing sort of floor or upside that you sort of need in fantasy these days. Um, he's He was never the... the Bonafide number one. Um, but yeah, obviously getting older, losing weapons, straight away going down people's boards. Um, yeah, I I never want to touch him because I hate him, but now I really don't want to touch him because he's, uh, yeah, lost the off season. Um, Fair on that note, I'm going to move on to my uh, quarterback loser and I'm going to have to uh, run. I don't know. I might, I might be here for a while talking about how bad this guy's lost because he's had a shocking offseason. Uh, and that's Justin Fields. We know how much I love him, love the talent, love the guy. Um, I had him as the quarterback two in last year's draft. Um, slipped all the way down to 11 with the Bears. And somehow the Bears needing to address their offensive woes in the offseason have managed to got worse. Um, so they've got arguably the worst offensive line in football this year. Um, they lost their left tackle and they lost their right guard. Um, the only lineman they brought in free agency is Lucas Patrick, a guard. Um, still not addressing that left tackle. Um, they only added two rookies in the draft, um, being a, a second rounder and a fifth rounder. Um, to their offensive line. So that's already um, shit the bed for him. They have a new head coach in, I'll just grab his name, Matt Eberfluss. Eberfluss, anyone? You've definitely butchered that. I don't know what it is, but it ain't No, I reckon it's spot on. You know why you don't know what it is? It's because he's never had a head coaching job in football, ever. Um, You're saying he's no good. um, Is that what you're getting at? I don't know if he's no no good, but I'm saying he's never had any control of the offense because he's been a defensive coordinator and a linebackers coach throughout his whole career. This I hate when NFL teams time. do that. They have yep. like the worst offense in the league and all that. You know what we should do? Defensive head coach. Yeah, we need that's a defensive guy. did with Vic Fangio and it made me ill. Yeah, silly. Um, so yeah, that's what the Bears have just done. And on top of all that, um, they had... Wide receiver problems already, and they decide to let uh, Alan Robinson go. So um, right now, the three starting wide receivers are Darnell Mooney, Byron Pringle, and Velas Jones Jr. So, I mean, um, have fun throwing them, Justin, when you've got ah, very little really time is. in the pocket. Uh, yeah, and Aquana Nemeas St. Brown, so not Armin Ra. Um, oh, yeah, I, I think I do know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's really tough in Chicago. So um yeah, um Justin Fields, I'll be surprised if he does well in fantasy or in real football this year. Um he's a superstar, but the Bears have fucked him. Boys, um I'd love to keep discussing this with you, but I'm gonna drop that bombshell on you and leave it with you guys because I really gotta run. But um it's been it's been real. Love the podcast. Um, love my friends. Uh, have fun talking about the rest of these losers.
Catch you later, Berjo. Enjoy your night. See you, boys. Enjoy the pod. See you, bro. Yeah, I think Justin oh, okay. Fields, if he's just half as good as what Berjo thinks he is, he should be able to overcome some of these, uh, you know, lack of talent around him. It's not going to make it hard. It's going to make it hard. I think that caps his ceiling as well. If you're going to be an elite fantasy option, you do need elite weapons around you. But I think if he's good as what Berjo's trying to tell us he is, I think he should be able to overcome it. Um, but definitely as a loser of this offseason. Would you guys agree? You know, Berjo knows what he's talking about. Justin Fields wasn't good on tape last year. But um, with these weapons, there's just no way he succeeds. Um, no. But he's, he's going to have to, like, be the running back for him to be relevant. Like, I, I don't know how he succeeds. Like, Shalim, do you like Justin Fields? Uh, I, I've always thought he was all right. Like, um, I really hoped he got a bit of a better chance because I don't think you're ever going to see him be good because I think he's going to be so affected from these this year. Uh, sorry, last year and this year and probably next year that he's not going to be able to develop at all. So um, even if you think he's great or awesome, I just there's not really many rookie quarterbacks that come into situations like that this and overcome it because they don't they don't really get a chance. He's it's kind of like Josh Rosen um, from ages ago. I, like you, who knows if he was any good back then or if he could have developed into something, but because he got thrown into just you know the deep end, never got a shot at actual you know actual people to throw to or or a decent line to be behind you're never going to know how good they are so um i definitely do not i wouldn't draft them anywhere i wouldn't take them anywhere if if you are you're just holding and waiting and hoping that in two years from now they're like a lot better but i don't know i can't see a path where even for dynasty he can be something for you it's just the fact that he's young and in college maybe you like what you saw but apart from that like there's Nothing, nothing there. Yeah. yeah. So like... Would you take Would you take Mac Jones to uh, uh, Zach Wilson, Derek Carr, like all these guys ahead of Justin Fields in a startup? Uh, probably Derek Carr, but probably not Mac Jones or Tua. I think purely just because what you saw in college was a rushing upside, but he hasn't shown it in the NFL at all. I don't know if that's the coaching, maybe a different coaching staff will allow him to run more, but I think you have to hold out hope. If we're talking value-wise, I think there's still a lot of people out there that value Justin Fields and what he could be, so I think you'd have to pick Justin Fields over them at this point. I think the market dictates that. Yeah, um, like, it's hard because I don't... If, if you swapped him in tour, like, I can really see him, you know, uh, being a great quarterback, uh, but because tours in that situation it's it's hard not to but uh, you'd have to just go with the talent in that situation which if you believe in Justin Fields that's who you go with then I think just because I don't want to take that risk I probably take take tour yeah I think I'm out on field but yeah. I think I really think I'm out but I, uh, Andrew's had it, an awakening he's out <laughs> on Justin Fields you didn't know he it just heard long. he just heard he just heard right. all this did you, know? did you uh, hear who Berger said he's throwing the ball to? Like, <laughs> Wait, he didn't say Cole Komet. Did you say Cole Komet? Cole Komet. No, he right. didn't. He's all he's right. He's got Cole Komet. He's got Cole Komet. Yeah, <laughs> if you're relying on Cole Komet, like, yeah. 
Yeah, um, I think we covered it on Justin Fields. I yeah, I just wouldn't be touching him uh, with a ten foot pole personally. But uh, my loser, this could be very hot takey. I think I've been uh, bringing the hot takes, like controversial takes, this uh, podcast. But my loser, Patrick Mahomes, quarterback, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I like don't hear what I'm not saying. He's not going to be bad. Like he's still probably. QB three. I just I'm not taking him 101. I'm not taking him 102. Uh, Josh Allen is ahead of him for me. Justin Herbert is ahead of him for me. And that's a tier. And then it's Pat Mahomes by himself. And then it's a tier. So that's just how I have it. Uh, he loses Tyreek Hill, which was a walking I don't know 400, 1400 yards and 12 touchdowns. Um, I just don't think Mahomes has that feeling that he you know how Tyreek could just go for 302 some games but he doesn't have that person anymore like Nicole Hardman didn't really hasn't really been anything for him uh they got Juju and Sky Moore um but I just they're just not Tyreek Hill um I mean they got MVS as well but I just don't see the ceiling there um Josh Allen and Justin Herbert uh yeah they're just a tier better for me um Travis Kelsey's getting on in age um, yeah, I'll keep this one real short because uh, that's all I've got. I just don't think you should take Patrick Mahomes 101 anymore um, because of this offseason. I think I think losing Tyreek Hill matters. And um, yeah, so Frank Shalim, do you agree, disagree? Um, yeah, tell me your thoughts. Yeah, I agree that he's an offseason loser and you do need to downgrade him a little bit in your rankings just from, you know, what we saw, you know, this offseason, this season just gone, you know, he was still an elite fantasy option. But I don't think he was as unstoppable as we thought he was in the pre in previous seasons. Losing Tyree Kill is a massive loss. Travis Kelsey getting up there in age. They've obviously, you know, gotten some weapons back. MVS is a good deep threat, and Juju Smith-Schuster can work out of the slot and get open. You know, who knows what Sky Moore can be? He can obviously be a very good player. You know, that remains to be seen. But I think the likes of, like you said, Josh Allen, um, I think has shown that he is the quarterback one in Dynasty, um, you know, in his own tier almost. And then you've got Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. I think Justin Herbert's got better weapons. So I think if we were looking at just this season and what could happen, you've also got Justin Herbert that's a couple of years younger. And then, like, you know, would it shock anyone? Like, don't get me wrong, it's rarely happens, but would it shock anyone if Justin Herbert throws 50 touchdowns this year? Like, because I think he genuinely could. Like, you throw, no, you, throw you know, Keenan Allen catches 12, you know, Mike Williams catches another 12, you're at 24, you know, another 10 touchdowns between the tight ends and then you got, Austin Eckler gets another like eight receiving touchdowns. Like it could happen and you get to 50 very quickly. Cause I say, I, th- I have what I think he is. So I think it's Josh Allen next year. Uh, and then it's Justin Herbert next year. Then you've got Patrick Mahomes. And then I think Patrick Mahomes is in a tier, you know, and then you've got the likes of Kyla Murray after that as well. Kyla Murray, Lamar Jackson. I think they are still behind him. I'm not going to drop him that far, but I think uh, he's definitely not the one one in my mind anymore. No, definitely. Agree with every person's points, both of you guys' points. Uh, um, if you're starting a redraft or doing a dynasty, those two quarterbacks that you just said, uh, there's no way you take Pat over them too. Pat, Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes, but he's just not, you know, he just doesn't have Tyreek Hill anymore. It's, it's Huge loss. Like they, they picked up Juju, they picked up MVS, and they've picked up Sky Moore, who I think all three of them are solid players. I, you know, I, I think everyone knows how much I love Juju, but he's not gonna, you know, he's he's 
not going to make him into uh, he's not going to replace Tyreek and all the all the left left uh you know air yards and everything like that just the just having Tyreek on that field is huge it, it spaces out so much stuff and to not have that anymore I'm, I'm excited to see what Patrick does cuz he's still going to be good and he's still in a division where I think you have to score 30 plus points to win your games so i'm i'm excited for that whole for the whole season and every single time you know they all verse uh, but he's just not he's exactly where you guys say he is it's cuz he's pat but he's not he's not going to finish I mean get out to the chiefs because like they lost Tyreek kill so suddenly and like you know they they did all right like from what they yeah, had 100% but, but yeah i just yeah I just don't think the ceiling's there with Pat. Like, it obviously is, but it's not the Josh Allen, Justin Herbert ceiling. No. Like, if if Patrick Mahomes threw 50 touchdowns, you'd be shocked. Yeah. Like, if he does, he's fucked if he does I think I would be. Even even though Patrick is awesome, if he did do that, you'd still be shocked because it's, you know, Juju would have to be like... um, Rookie Juju, and then even at that, uh, you still—I still don't know. Like, Kaus isn't in his prime either, so it's just—it's yeah, he's going to be good. He's going to be QB one. It's just that upside that those other two guys have. He doesn't have it. Yep. Now speaking of limited upside quarterbacks, my loser of the offseason. Um, you know, pretty easy one, low hanging fruit, but I think it's important to tell the listeners. As well, uh, I've got quarterback for the Tennessee Titans, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, we saw him struggle this offseason. Personally, going into last season, if I was playing redraft, like you know, he was a great late round quarterback that I thought was going to be really good. Um, but we saw him just really struggle. We obviously saw Derrick Henry go out, and that makes it harder when you don't have such a potent run game as well. So I think he really excelled in the play action game, especially with Derrick Henry back there. You suck the defense in, they think that he's going to run you know, run through them all. They're going to be, they, they basically just crash the box. And then, you know, that play action pass was a massive weapon, especially with AJ Brown there. We had AJ Brown miss time. Julio Jones, um, I think at this point to say, it's, it's uh, clear to say that he's washed. Um, he's not Julio Jones we thought he was. Um, and Ryan Tannehill just really struggled. Obviously, they've said that he's going to be their starter going through this year, but they obviously added Malik Willis. And I think it was the third round. So that's not a nothing pick, I think. Malik Willis probably shouldn't have fallen that far personally in my, in, you know, in my projections, I had him going inside the first round. So the fact that they got him in the third round, um, I think it says more about how the entire NFL felt about the draft class than it does about the Tennessee Titans spending the pick. I think the Tennessee Titans definitely like Malik Willis and are going to give him a shot. Um, if the Titans don't win many games, he's going to be playing this season. I feel confident about that regardless of what the Tennessee Titans say. I think if they, you know, if they're five and ten with two games to go, he'll play for sure. So I think they're going to see, um, you know, him see the field, and then, you know, if they move on from Ryan Tannehill at the end of this year, that wouldn't shock me as well. So I think it's going to be tough for him to find a starting gig if he doesn't succeed in Tennessee this season. I think he's really under the pump. And now with AJ Brown traded away, he's lost his best weapon. They replaced him with a rookie Traylon Burks, who I really like, and I think it's going to be really good for fantasy. He's going to slide right into that AJ Brown role. But he's not A.J. Brown, at least not yet. And I think that that's going to hurt 
um, Ryan Tannehill's fantasy upside, if there even was any. The addition of Robert Woods, nice addition football-wise. I don't think it's going to elevate the play of Ryan Tannehill. I think uh, Robert Woods is going to be able to put up fine fantasy points, but I don't think it's going to, um, you know, drag him out from being a really mediocre quarterback. I think he's going to be in a tough spot if they don't win games. I agree. I can't really disagree here because, um, you know, he lost AJ Brown. Uh, it's huge. And he's not Aaron Rodgers. So uh, it's pretty much in the same boat as someone like A-Rod, who I think it was a loser in him, like, as well. So, like, I like the Woods pickup. I I like how they got Austin Hooper as well. That's that's nothing to really sleep on. He's going to help him a lot. Uh, but I can't see this team just running like not running like 80% of the time. Like uh, uh, Traylon Burks is, he could, there's no way you can tell me he's going to be as good as AJ Brown in his rookie year. So uh, I not I can't, Ryan Tannehill is not going to be, a, he's going to struggle to be a top 15 quarterback because he just, the weapons there aren't anything special. And then they've lost AJ Brown, who was pretty much his main reason why he was, uh, any good to begin with, and now he's gone. And you know, he's, uh, the upside is there's none. I can't, I can't see it. It's, where, 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 where is it? <laughs> what do you think, Andrew? Um, this could be this could be silly, but if you just take what he had last year, and then, like, I agree with everything you said. But would you rather just AJ Brown or Robert Woods and Traylon Burks? Just AJ Brown. Wait, is AJ Brown playing the same amount of games he did last year? No, like, so from a weapon standpoint, like what he had last year to now, like, you you, you still think, like, massive downgrade? Oh, Ooh, yeah, massive like, downgrade. AJ Brown's that dude, Andrew. Yeah, he's the way guy. that the connection they had on play action passes was crazy. I think yeah. that, you know, I think AJ Brown really elevated the play of Ryan Tannehill. Where I don't think I can... Traylon Burks and Robert Woods elevate the play, if that makes sense. No, I agree with you. I was just asking because, like, when you look oh, at it, like, all he had was AJ Brown, really. And, like, now he's yeah. got Robert Woods and Traylon Burks. No, yeah, I like it. Who's got AJ Brown now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, AJ Brown is that guy. Like, I agree. But, yeah, like, I, if you embrace Ryan Tannehill for what he is, like, Quarterback fifteen, like I think it's okay. But as what you said, Frank, like he was, you know, looked at as top ten quarterback maybe two years ago. Coming into this year, yeah, no, nah, pass, pass on that for me. I agree. Yeah, like he was yeah, a I... quarterback, like that you get the back end of redrafts. So like he finishes the quarterback eight in twenty twenty, and then he backed it up and he finishes the quarterback twelve this past season. So I think quarterback twelve is really good, but that was with them having to throw the ball a whole lot more than they would because they didn't have Derrick Henry. And then also he had seven rushing touchdowns this year as well. Like he did the year before that as well. Yeah. So like it's a bit of regression there. I think like, I think he kind of overperformed for the situation he was in, you know? So the fact that he finishes a quarterback 12 was, you know, not that bad considering what you, what was going on, but I think his supporting cast has gotten worse. They're getting Derrick Henry back. They're going to rely on the run even more. They drafted Hassan Haskins. I believe it was the fourth round. They drafted him, and then they've also signed, um, you know, un, uh, undrafted uh, free agent in Julius Chestnut as well. So I think they're going to, you know, commit to running the ball again. I think it's just going to mean less passing attempts 
for Ryan Tannehill. He threw the ball 531 times in comparison to 481 the year before. So that just shows what sort of what's happened, you know, in the last season. I just don't get like just to go back on the trade. Like it doesn't make sense to me because if they do pay him, like where do they lose out on? Like where does where did they need that money for? I don't understand. Yeah, no, I agree. Like who else are they paying? Like the, the, I I understand if they had like I don't know, uh, like if they had the situation like the Chiefs are in. You know, you still got cows and stuff. You have to pay Patrick Mahomes that money. Um, and then you got, you know, Chris Jones on the other side. They just brought in a safety. But I don't, I don't know who's on the Titans that they need that, that money for. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. If they had the team that they have now and they just paid A.J. Brown, like, this offense would be looking awesome. Yeah, they'd just be running it back to the playoffs again. Like, this was a good yeah. football team. Yeah, it does. It didn't make sense. It had a good thing going. Like, the NFL is the kind of sport where – You've got to be in it to win it, and you've got to make the playoffs. And then once you're there, it's anyone's ball game. Like you know, obviously you have your your teams that you see as legitimate Super Bowl contenders, but we see every single year we see teams that you don't think are going to make it all the way knock off other teams that you think are going to be there. Like we saw the Bengals knock off the Chiefs. You know, we saw so many teams just being able to make it all the way to the Super Bowl. We've seen it, you know, hundreds of times before um, in this sport. So I don't think. The uh, I don't think the times went about this offseason the right way, personally. Oh, no idea. Uh, no idea. Uh, boys, uh, we're going to hit you with a, a little a little fun game here. Ready? Rapid fire. I don't oh, need yeah. any um, any analysis. Just tell me Ooh. stock up, stock down because of their offseason. Ready? Uh, Let's do it. I had no analysis anyway. We just we actually don't know anything. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Russ Wilson to the Broncos. Is he better or worse? <laughs> better. Uh, it's got to be stock up, don't you think? I mean, yeah, I stock up. sorry, now we're trying to give analysis. I've got it stock up. I can't give analysis. <laughs> uh, Matt Ryan. Stock uh, up. Stock up, yeah. You like the Colts, okay. Oh, I wouldn't say um, like. It's better than what he was in last year, so I'll take it. Uh, Zach Wilson. Stock up. Stock Joel Amor. Shouts out, uh, Joel Amor. Um, Lamar Jackson losing Hollywood. That's mm. that's stock down, sadly. Even though I think yeah, he's gonna be awesome. No, no, I could all, I, I, buy my I, time. I, Yeah, <laughs> I could almost argue it's just just nothing, like not stock up or down. You think it's a lateral? I, okay. Um, he's awesome, Andrew. Carson <laughs> went. Oh, lateral, lateral. I don't know. It's, I'm gonna say. Is Terry McLaurin better than Michael Pittman? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he is. Thank you. I'll go. I'm going up then. I'm going up. (laughs) It's his last Um, chance, though. He fucks up. He's done. (laughs) Uh, Dak Prescott. Stock down. Yeah, stock down. Yeah, that that one hurt me. I didn't really want to. Yeah. Um, Now, I've got a few questions for you. Are you more interested in... Sam Darnold or Matt Corral? Oh. Matt Corral. At least we know. At least we, at least we don't know what Matt Corral is. We know what Sammy Darnold is. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with Frank. I don't know. Oh, that was gross. Yeah, I took him in the third round of our rookie draft. That was awesome. <laughs> he literally sees the field. The value I'm gonna get on Matt Corral in comparison to what I paid is awesome. 
Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky? Oh, Kenny. Oh. Baby yeah, have to. Uh, I'm going to go Trubuck. It's just because if he's got the job, it's his to lose. Oh, no analysis. Sorry. Yeah, I'm going Trubuck. <laughs> and Marcus Mariota or Desmond Ritter? Oh, it's Mariota. Come on now. Yeah, Mariota. He's an Mariota's an NFL quarterback, like backup or not. Like we're not sure that Desmond Ritter's an NFL quarterback. All right. Um, I was gonna do the Seattle quarterback situation, but I just I just didn't wanna didn't wanna go there, didn't want to gross you out. Um <laughs> but yeah, that's that's it. Stock up, stock down, off season. Um yeah, I've got nothing else to add. Um yeah, Frank, do you wanna close it out there or what's the go now? Yeah, I'll close this out. So I just want to uh, thank everyone for tuning in uh, to this episode of the Fantasy Addicts podcast. I want to thank my hosts, Andrew and Charlotte, and for being with me here as always. Uh, it's been good. Yes, it's been real. Uh, we'll be, you know, be back recording shortly for this next episode. We're going to be going through our risers and fallers, our winners and losers at the running back position next episode. So tune in for that one, uh, guys, and uh, enjoy your oh, night, quickly, fellas. Quickly, Frank, um, Charlie and Frank, Game 5, Warriors-Celtics, who you got? <clears throat> Steph Curry's the goat. Yeah, I got Steph. Yeah. The Warriors. Insane. Game four is insane. Did you watch that? Oh, it's it was so awesome. It was awesome. Um, it was like, oh, it was like watching Bron do it by himself, except yeah. smaller and better. Really? Oh, it was just so, oh, oh it was better. So he good. really said better. He didn't just say better. It, it was, was more just, it was more entertaining. It was honestly, yeah, honestly, more entertaining. Yeah. Like, not, as, not because, more impressive, but. Yeah, oh. no, definitely not more because Bron does everything, but like, it's just, it's just because it's Steph. Like he's he's like, he's so small and he's just awesome. Say it, he's he's pretty a man. He is pretty too. He is very pretty. <laughs> but yeah, I've I've actually got Golden State, Golden State. I reckon Boston don't win another one. You got it. Warriors in six. I got Warriors in six. Only reason is Tatum. I don't think he's gonna show up at all. If he does, then they're gonna. They're gonna win. So, I think it goes seven, and I'll I'll take Warriors seven. Frank, uh, I've got Warriors in six. I had Warriors in six before the series starts. Uh, they split both games, both uh, sets of home games. So, if they if they win it. this next game, they get game six clay, and it's over. <laughs> exactly. Game That's what I'm game saying. Six clay. They're not losing game six with game six clay. I'm sorry. Exactly. This is gonna just feed not. him the ball. It'd be awesome if he, he goes not. up for game six. He has to. He he did the post he on Instagram the last time yeah, where it was Jordan, like game six. It was like yeah, Jackson, Tyson, Jordan, <laughs> game six. You can't post that and then not and then do not it again the next time. No, you're gonna get memed. On that note, <laughs> let's finish it off there, boys. Thanks as always. Right. Take care, team. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Addict Dynasty podcast. Follow the podcast on Instagram at NFL Fantasy Addict. And be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to make sure you don't miss a second of the action.